Thanks for tuning in to No Cap, the internet's coldest podcast. I'm Jason Priestess. He is the legendary Tyvis Powell. How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing well. You know, as always, per always. usual. <laughs> per you usual. Know, I'm speaking. I'm speaking positive thoughts in my life now. You know, I want to. Something big is going to happen in my life. I just feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how you can just feel something big is about to happen. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like I, I don't know why. So I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers and trying to be ready for whatever it is. You got a birthday coming up on Tuesday, right? I do. You know, you know what? The Could that be thing, it? Could that be it? <laughs> the funny thing about that is I like to I like to celebrate I, one of these days now. I don't know what year, but one of these years I'm going to get my birthday into like a four day weekend because it usually fall on a Monday or Tuesday. Ooh. So I want it to be like we're going to celebrate. Obviously, the weekend and then the 15th, like this year, the 15th is on the Monday. Hey, talk about, I think it might be President's Day this year, but we ain't even gonna call it President's Day. We're gonna call it Tyvis Powell Eve. You know, they got, <laughs> you know, they got New Year's Eve. Christmas yeah. Eve. We're gonna go, Tyvis Eve is what I call it. I got it marked on the calendar around the house over here. So and Monday. Yeah. Monday night is time is Eve, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I will uh, have to look into what goes into celebrating time is Eve. You can buy like glasses and kiss someone at midnight, or do you? I, just, uh, I need. We. I feel like people need to be off work. It's such a national holiday. You know, we just need to. Everybody need to do their time is history. <laughs> Go read the man's Wikipedia page. How's uh? You live a little bit north of me, man. How's the how's the weather treating you? It's cold, but it ain't it ain't bad. Like it's snow. I didn't I didn't went out there and shovel. The, well, I ain't I ain't shoveling nothing no more. I got a snow blower. Oh, oh look yeah, at you! Yeah. Look at yeah, you! We, listen, we moving on up now. <laughs> look at you, man! I just standing out there with that shovel. Well, I got me a snow blower, and it take me like five minutes. But I went out there quite a few times. It's getting redundant. Man, I still got a shovel. I need to look into getting a snow blower because. The last few years, you haven't really needed one, but man, I, they, they make a lot of sense right about now. I'd love to have one. Yeah, it's, it's a game changer. It was definitely the best. Decision. And I didn't even get it for me. I bought it for Lauren's father, and he ain't going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a smart strategy. Buy gifts for your uh, your your wife's husband or your wife's dad and take it later. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, any Super Bowl thoughts? Uh, Tom Brady, man, what can you say at this point? He's the greatest, man. That's, you don't bet against Tom. I kept saying it, man. And you know what? I will say, you know, it's it's unfortunate that Mahomes didn't have his offensive line. And you yeah. know what? I, I actually got a lot of respect for Mahomes because he literally fought hard to try to keep his team in the game. Like, some of the passes he was getting off was ridiculous. And, you know, as a quarterback or as a quarterback and a franchise player, you know, that's what you want to see, you know, a guy that no matter what the score is, they're going to keep fighting. Like, he kept giving everything he got all the way into the end. So, I I got, I actually got a tremendous amount of respect for him for the way he fought. How does Tom do it, man? The dude's, like, so old. He looked, he's good-looking. He's still too good. It's like... It's almost impossible to believe. I mean, I saw a stat that between his third and 10th Super Bowl, Calvin Johnson was drafted, played his entire <laughs> career, retired, and made the Hall of Fame. Ain't that something? That's insane. And then well, that's the only way, the only place that's going to happen is that quarterback. Because, you know, they can play the full. Well, I mean, usually they played about 40, but he's like, what, 43 now? And he still plays, he still gets it done, man. He's a he's an ultimate competitor, man. 
That's that's the he's the only good thing that came out the team up north. Yes, I said it. <laughs> good, good acknowledgement. You know what? Though? I'm gonna still hate on him a little bit because uh, he's too good to be true. So <laughs> I, I, I'm getting like some Lance Armstrong vibes from him, right? I want to wait like oh, five. No, five. Do that. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, I, I don't know, Tom. I can say whatever I want about him. I'm gonna wait about. <laughs> you would know this. Is it true that they started Brian Grease over him? And when he was at the team up north, was that true? He sat behind him early in his career, and then he split time with someone else, like, in the middle of his career up there. Like, he only played Ohio State twice. Did he win? He went one and one. Dang. Yeah, yeah. He, so, but he clearly not the guy he is today back then. I, you know, just goes to prove, once again, they don't develop players. He had to wait to get to the NFL. <laughs> but you know what? I'm telling you, five, ten years, we're going to find out he's been drinking baby blood or something to make him powerful. I don't know what it is. He said he got it figured out. I think he do Pilates. He don't even lift weights no more. It's insane. But, yeah, you, you said it, man. You just have to tip the cap and say, you know, when you're watching greatness, just appreciate it because, like, I don't know that we'll see, in my lifetime at least, another quarterback do what he's – he's got more championships, more Super Bowl rings than every other franchise. I know, man. He's a legend. He's How? A, he just – he got it figured out, man. <laughs> Uh, he he ooh, between him and LeBron, man, I don't they got that, they just got it. You know what they both had done? What? Ha- hairline procedures, man. They both had ha- hair implants. Maybe I should look into it then. I'm thinking about it too right now because now I'm starting to put it together. I think I think hair implants, hair plugs. I think that's See, but my, my problem is I'm more of a I'm more of a Michael Jordan fan, you know. I mean I think because I, I, I think Michael Jordan's birthday is the day after mine. And, I'm, and, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that his birthday on the 17th. And he, everyone knows he wore 23 because you wore 23. I mean, that's just like, I mean, I'm just saying it's a fact, right? I mean, LeBron, LeBron want to be us, man. <laughs> you, you can find no cap on Spotify, Apple podcasts and elsewhere. We're thankful for your support. Hey, we shipped the first batch of show stickers out this week. Uh, sent quite a few of them out. So if you want no cap stickers, shoot us an email to no cap pod at 11 warriors.com. Include your shipping address and we'll send you some no cap stickers for free. That's NoCapPod, N-O-C-A-P-P-O-D, at 11warriors.com. They're good-looking slip uh, stickers, too. Yeah, you definitely better get you one. Like I said, the MacBook looks fire if you put them <laughs> all over there. Sure does. Big news out of Ohio State yesterday. Looks like Al Washington, the linebackers coach, is going to stick around in Columbus. Tennessee had offered him $1.5 million dollars and the defensive coordinator, coordinator title to head down to Knoxville. Uh, that's a lot of money. It is, for sure. Especially during these times. I don't know if I could have turned it down. But, I mean, you know, you had a great place at Ohio State. You know, it's, it's legendary there. I'm pretty sure, you know, if they offer him that, I'm pretty sure Ohio State might, you know, look to give him some type of raise, you know, for staying. Because he, hey. has done, he has done such a good job with the linebackers. He has. They were the best unit last year on defense. And, uh, he's he was making five fifteen five hundred fifteen thousand dollars, which a year, which is uh, still a lot of money. <laughs> and you know, like, uh, so he's probably going to get a bump. I'll have to find out what that'll be when the results and details come in from that. But I don't know. That's just I know he's from Columbus. His dad played for Ohio State. But yeah, to to say if someone walks up to you, Titus, and you're you're in a job you're happy at, you're super happy at the job, and they want to triple your salary, you got to think about it, right? 
Absolutely. But you know, he's he's such a good player. I mean, a good coach. You know, he the opportunity's gonna come again. This ain't gonna be the only one. He'll probably get something that's more appealing than the Tennessee's job, because you know, with all what they got going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all they got going on, you know. Who's to say he go there and you know they ain't recruit might be affected, you know, he might not get the good players and it might make him look bad as a coach. Right. He might make a he make it a business decision. Yeah, it's been a tire fire down in Tennessee for 20 years now. In the last 20 years, they have three seasons of 10 or more wins. Only three. It seems like that happens every year at Ohio State. Uh, 16 of those seasons were four or more losses, some of them much more than that. And Josh Heupel, the new head coach down there, is the sixth head coach they've had in the last 20 years. Sound like some Cleveland Brown, old Cleveland Brown stuff. Now, not the new Browns. This is a different Browns team, but you know, keep going through head coaches. It's insane. One. Sheesh. You know, you know, if, if we're going to skip Luke here because he was the interim coach. We're not going to count as a full head coach for Ohio State. But if you go back to the sixth head coach back in time behind Ryan Day, it's Woody Hayes. Really? You're talking 1951. Stuff like that, you know? And they've had six in 20 years what? at Tennessee. Ohio State get it right. <laughs> they do. They do, man. They've, they've been on a run. I know that Woody, Earl, John Cooper, Jim Trestle are all in the College Football Hall of Fame. And I know Urban will be in the College Football Hall of Fame at some point in the near future, too. So pretty good streak, too, of getting coaches that you hire that are good coaches and, you know, obviously good enough to make the Hall of Fame. They're doing something right. But Ryan Day's trying to bank on some continuity here. That it was important for him to keep out of Washington because he likes, you know, it seems like he likes the Clemson model where Alabama, you know, Nick Saban loses coordinators every season. It's like nothing to him. He just brings in another, another gun. But Dabo at Clemson, man, he's kept his staff together for a long, long time. And I think that's kind of what Ryan Day is going for. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to keep, you know, have a solid guy. I mean, especially if they're getting the job done, you know, like, you know, Ohio State – pretty typically ha- does really well offensively and defensively so I, it's not a lot that you need to change you know you just need to maybe fix the scheme a little bit here and there to s- better suit some players but for the most part you know the foundation is pretty solid you still have Kerry Combs's uh, cell phone number absolutely so this is how I know you're a better man than me because I'm so janky. I would have been texting him during the Alabama game saying, let's fix this. What's this? <laughs> he would have got back, saw his phone, and blocked me <laughs> that night. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have did him <laughs> like that, man. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, I just go down to Columbus, and when I see him, I'm, we're going to have a conversation about it, you know? That's fair. Like I said, you're a better man than me there. Uh, speaking of conversations, C.J. Barnett had one with Ohio State. Heading back. To the Buckeyes. It's always a good place to head back to. I tell you that. You know that. You know what? That's a great hire for Ohio State. They definitely won this. You know, CJ. You know, I, I if I could tell my story. You know, when I first met CJ, I didn't like the guy. I really didn't. He was. He seemed like a, a cocky, arrogant dude. Who thought he just. He thought he was better than everybody. And I think he, like, thought I was soft or something. I don't know what. what? Like, yeah, I don't know what CJ probably was. He, <laughs> he had, like, some type of issue with me. And I was just like, hey, like, he was he was one smart comment away from me just diving on him. I was just about to take him out the game. He was dead serious. You for I, real? I'm dead serious. I was just about to dive on him. He just didn't like you for whatever reason when you got there? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't know what CJ 
I don't know. I don't know. But he just he just said these smart remarks to me, and it just be like, bro, who you think you talking to type thing? But, you know, I end up the year next year, you know, I end up starting at nickel and he actually turned out to be a good guy, man. Real cool dude, man. I, I just he was misunderstood. I think I, he had a different uh, I I don't know how to pronounce how to say it, but, you know, he just went he went about things differently that I was accustomed to. And I, I had to learn who he was as a person to actually understand why he acted the way he acted. Took some getting used to, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, was he quiet or was he sarcastic or? It was no. It didn't seem like it was sarcastic, but it didn't. It didn't come off to me as sarcastic. It came off to me as like cocky, arrogant type thing. And I would just be like, like you know how you you know how somebody say something to you and you gotta look around and like make sure that they talking to you because you, you just know that he ain't saying this to you. You just know it. Yeah. That's how I was like a couple of times. Like, bro, who, who this man? Talking <laughs> to, bro? So yeah, um, I'm glad it did not come to fists, man. No, nah, yeah, we yeah, he, he turned out to be a real cool dude. My last, I think, what I played with the last season, I played with him was when we lost the Big Ten championship, I believe. And yeah, he was a real good guy, then, man. He actually, you know, went over the playbook with me, made sure I understood things, because he was, you know, I was playing nickel, and he was like the field safety, so he was always on my side of the field, and he used to like watch things on film and give me like little pointers and stuff. Good so guy, like CJ. Yeah, yeah, real good dude. He's taking over for Ryan Stamper as OSU's director of player development. And you spoke recently on this pod about. Just how important of a role that is. That's like the, the coach you can talk to and kind of keep it real with, right? Yeah, that that role is what's gonna help a lot of players like get accustomed to college and like make it feel more like a home environment. Like, I mean, the they, the coaching staff do a great job. Don't get me wrong; they it's a great job of feeling like a family atmosphere. But like, when you want to talk about real life things, like things off the football field, like jobs and like stuff that's going on back at home, like that's that's the guy you talk to about it because he can understand. Like he he was in usually it's a former player, so they've been in your shoes mm-hmm. with stamp. You know he can't. I don't think he came from like the best like upbringing, so he understood. He could relate to a lot of players and stuff like that. So yeah, that 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 CJ got some big shoes to fill, but I have no doubt that he'll definitely be perfect for that job. And what was he like? Two years older than you at school? Is that about uh, right? Maybe three. Either maybe two three. or three. I can't. I can't really recall. Yeah, and you you said it, man. It's so important. I mean, I know Stamp played at Florida, and he was a former player. But CJ's not only a former player, but he's a former Buckeye, so he knows the whack inside now. He knows what Ohio State likes to do. He knows the traditions. He knows all the the processes and what you guys do for game day, and all that's already known. And he played. He played recently too. So I mean, he knows. Yeah, oh. He only been gone for like six, maybe six years, maybe. What is yeah. it? Six, seven years? Yeah, Something about seven like years. that. Yeah. He joined the Columbus Police Department in July of 2018. So he was on his way to being a policeman. My buddy, as a Columbus policeman, called me uh, a couple of days ago and actually, you know, just wanted to talk about CJ and had so many nice things to say about him. Said that, you know, every policeman loved the guy. He's a real stand up dude and just a good guy. And uh, good to hear that. But, you know, CPD is a good career, man. If you want to be a policeman, that's a decent career. You're going to make decent money. But 
I think uh, probably a little more lucrative if you, if you get into yeah. a, a big time school or get a nice I, position. I like to say, I think he, he definitely got a bump in his pay. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and isn't part of that, that role to kind of keep an eye on kids that, you know, maybe get in trouble. And I know. Yeah, you, you know, gotta you gotta be able to know it all. You gotta know everything about the what's going on on the team. You gotta know what the players is getting involved in. You gotta know everything. So it's it's a it's a big boy job for sure. You basically gotta be that guy. <laughs> like yeah. when people, people want to come to you and talk, you gotta know everything that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, you know, Darren was on a couple of weeks ago, Darren Lee, and he was talking about the, you know, the incident. I think it was a report at the time. So I don't feel like we're telling secrets, but when, when Joey kind of got a little bit, Joey Bosa got a little bit of trouble throwing like a barrel out in the middle of high street while he was waving in a bar line yeah. and, and CJ, you know, and, and stamp, those would be the guys that be the point guys for situations like that. Right. right. Kind of triage it. And how important is it is that he's a former cop now? Like he's going to know so many people from the force that he can talk to, get good background, maybe get tipped off and say, Hey, you might want to get one of your guys out of here. It's going to be a trouble situation. Like it's, it, it, I think it's, it's great. He's a former cop. Honestly, I think it's going to really help in that role. Yeah. I think that's probably another thing that was just really appealing about him getting a job specifically is that he had that, you know, just for that, for what you just said, you know, you got to be able to know, you know, like ask for help. If some, if a guy does get into a situation, you know, you got to know the right people to talk to, and a former police officer obviously will have all the 411 and stuff like that and know who to get in contact with if, if legal things need to take place. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to brush anything under the table or anything like that, but just good connections to have. You know, get right. full full stories, keep a lookout. These are my guys. And- oh, they ain't going to brush nothing under the table. <laughs> no, no. Hey, what, what, once JT got a DUI, I said, man, they, yeah, they, they, they're coming out. <laughs> <They're> coming out. <laughs> he was a starting quarterback. You know, I mean, this, this, isn't the, this isn't the small town in the South where they just kind of look the other way and give him a ride home, man. They, it's a big city, man. They don't play around here. So, uh, yeah, great for him. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to hear you guys get along well. And uh, I'm certainly happy you did not, uh, you didn't come to blow. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. It would have. I wouldn't have been uh, talking to you about Ohio State. We would have been talking about where I transferred. <laughs> <laughs> the Akron podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I gave you the. Didn't that? That's what Darren said. That, that Luke was trying to ship to Akron, or Urban was trying to ship ship him to Akron. I couldn't get it out of my mind. Got, now, a lot of people got shipped to Akron. <laughs> I know a couple players got shipped to Akron. Actually. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh. It's 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 fierce competition in Columbus, and and some some people certainly are probably not cut out for what all you guys have to go through. Yeah, it's it's tough, you know. At the end of the day, you got to do you got to get some tape, I get some film out there, and if that's what you got, that's where you got to go to get the film, and so be it. It's funny you mention that because I don't think the average fan ever ever thinks of that. Oh, you, know? no, you ain't come to listen. You ain't come to the, college to just just enjoy your college experience no right you, you want to go to the nfl and the only way you're gonna get there is you gotta be on the field playing so right like it, it don't matter who it is or where is that at least you gotta have some tape out there yeah i just just the fact that you've said it several times now you need to get some film out there you need to get some film out there how you look on film how you look on, it, i don't think it registers enough for the comic fan i really don't for whatever reason but it's such a driving motivator like you said because you you're you're there like if you go to school for accounting, you want to be a professional accountant one day. If you go to school and you're playing football, you want to be in the NFL one day. And it makes sense. And you're right. You do have to get that film out there. Absolutely. 
Big moves, big moves. Other moves, Ohio State staff, Ryan Day has hired two analysts, one on the offensive side and one on the defensive side. Defensively, Paul Rhodes is uh, Day's first, like, kind of name analyst hire in the three years he's been there. Uh, his long career, 30 years of coaching football. He was a graduate assistant or John Cooper at Ohio State way back in 1991. Defensive coordinator at Pitt for seven years, D.C. at Auburn. Head coach at Iowa State for seven years. Defensive backs, defensive coordinator at Arkansas, defensive backs at UCLA. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, right? right? He's, he, he's seen some stuff, right? <laughs> D.C. at Arizona. And, and, and these analysts, and it's, it's what other big programs do, Alabama and Clemson, they hire these guys that have all kinds of experience in this gray matter, you know, these big brains. And these guys, you know, they're not coaches. They can't be out there coaching. They're not going to be on the sideline during games and whatnot. They're just going to be watching film, whether it's opponent film or your own film, and, and noticing trends and tendencies and, and tells and things like that, and using their experience to kind of say, hey, Coach, hey, Coach Day, here's what I've seen. You know, we line up three wide to this side. We often do this. I think it's telegraphing something to the other side. Or, you know, when uh, Michigan, you know, puts a fullback in the backfield, they like to run to the right side, you know, 90% of the time. That's what they're going to be able to give the staff, Right. Absolutely. You know, those tips right there, it's like kind of the things that win and lose games. You know, that's what separates good teams from great teams, you know, to be able to see things like that and have somebody that can point those things out. I always go back to that uh, team up North game where I made the interception. Mm -hmm. Somebody somebody had tipped off, you know, like when they this is the only play that they ever ran for a two point conversion. And if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for Coach Fit calling that timeout and Coach Combs coming out there and telling me, you know, like, this is the play they running, like, I would have had no idea. How good did it feel to be, like, right in the right spot just knowing the whole time? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, is it it's not? Beautiful. You know what? It's kind of like surreal. Like, ain't no way they really about to do this. Like, yeah. they, like I, I know they see me standing right here. Like, there's no way they still going to run their play. And when they did it, it's just like, oh, man, thank God for them. Thank, <laughs> God, thank God for whoever figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what, you know, Paul Rhodes will do on the defense side. I don't, I'll just send it to you. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a, a funny photo out there on the Internet of him uh, posing in front of his Harley-Davidson motorcycle with his helmet on, his goatee. And uh, I think the, the Harley days at, uh, for uh, spring and winter workouts, I think those will uh, take a little more uh, yeah, I'm about to say that more life. It's going to take off for sure. It's going to be all over the internet. <laughs> Big Harley guy. A uh, lot of weird connections there, too. Like Chip Kelly hired him at UCLA. And, of course, Ryan Day and Chip Kelly are close. Uh, Paul Rhodes, when he was head coach at Iowa State, he hired Tom Herman out there. Hmm. Um, there's, there's a few other ones, but beyond the, the fact that he was a grad assistant under Cooper in 91 at OSU. So really cool to get him in there. And on the offensive side, Todd Fitch is who Day's added to the staff. It's another like, you know, big name analyst, you know, he's going to help the offense do some of the things we were just mentioning that Paul Rhodes would do for the defense. Fitch is from Bel Air, Ohio, which is always cool. Joey Galloway is from Bel Air, Ohio. So small world there. And he played at Ohio. Yeah. Played at Ohio Wesleyan. This guy played at Wesleyan, which is, you know, 30 minutes north of Columbus. Yeah, I had, Most, a of, I had a couple of high school teammates play there. Yeah? Yeah, I did, man. They played uh, – I think they played center and guard, actually. They had two offensive linemen. That's a nice school, man. Very nice little private school. You're still close to Columbus if you need to get down here. And uh, Todd Fitchow, most recently he was the offensive coordinator and then the interim head coach at Vanderbilt. 
So, you know, he's, he's been an interim head coach. He's been, so he got some experience. He certainly does. And, you know, stops at Bowling Green, West Virginia, South Carolina, Boston College, Iowa State. Not at the same time that Paul Rhodes was there, but they were both at Iowa State. And like Rhodes, another guy with 30 years of experience. And then you can't really put a value on the experience these guys bring to, to film sessions. Right. That's what's most important. You know, they can bring that knowledge, you know, and anybody, anytime you can have an extra guy in there that's, you know, been there, especially with a resident, with the resume that they have, you know, they know what they're talking about. So people, it's going to gravitate to them and it's just good to, it's going to make the team ultimately a better team. Cause it's, it's, it's going, it's not going to be a lot that's going to get past them. You know, you got more people looking at it and, you know, when you got more than one guy looking at it, obviously you find more flaws in the system or more tips in the system. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've seen it. They've seen, you know, no matter what comes out of whether it's newfangled offenses or RPOs, you know, there's something they might've seen in the past where they can, they can counter it with, and they have ideas and just, just getting more good ideas out there on the topic of film. Did you watch a lot of film in high school? I know we, I played high school football. We watched film. I wouldn't say I watched it too hard, you know, was, you know, 16, 17, I'm not paying great attention. Uh, to be honest with you, yeah, I did. did <laughs> yeah, I did, did, did. Was it was it comparable? I mean, did you was it were you better at watching film, like way better in college than you were in high school? And then did you get better, way better again when you got to the NFL, or have you always just been a really good film student? No. So when I in college in high school, when I watched film, you know, I just kind of looked at formations and stuff like that. And like it was always like I pick a play, like they only run this play out of this formation. Because high school is kind of it's it's not like like it's simple. It's kind of a simple game because <laughs> they can't make it too complex for players. Right. You know? So, you know, if you see a certain formation, like they, they only run a couple of plays out of that. But when you get to like college, like obviously you could, they can hold, have a whole game plan <laughs> out of this set. So it's totally different. And then when, when I got to college, I realized how, how important like certain positions was. Like, so in high school, you look at the receivers, like, all right, it's trips type thing. When I got to college, I never realized how important which side the running back was on. Like that makes a huge difference. In what sense? <laughs> like it, you, they only run certain plays with the running back on this. If the running uh, back is deep, if the running back is deep, they can, you expect this. If he's if he's more closer to the line, you could expect this. Like it was the running back told a lot in college. I was like, man. Hmm. And then when I got to the league, it was I was studying more. Uh, uh, route concepts i was like because i was obviously i was in the secondary and i was like man you get this kind they, you see this like that mean this receiver gonna run that type thing it was that was what i was studying so at every level i got like a little bit better and i paid attention to something that i didn't previously pay attention to if that makes sense yeah it's good to hear so I, so I was a wide receiver in high school and you know i don't know do wide receivers watch film at all at any level yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, but it feels like defense is more important for a safety to watch film than it is for like a wide receiver. Yeah, you better be watching some tape. Yeah, they got to be They got to they got to study what the corner go do. Got yeah, to. yeah, yeah. That's a good they got to they got to understand uh, the coverage that, that the defense is running and know when to sit down in the zone, where to sit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Heck yeah, they watch me. All right, all right. Well, I think, you know, mine was the old days, so it was all black and white, first of all. And uh, I don't remember watching opponent film. I feel like all the film sessions we had would be Saturday mornings after games. 
and we would just watch ourselves. I was like, okay. <laughs> that was man, maybe that was back then. Yeah. Oh, it's serious now. You they dedicate whole, a whole day to watching some tape. Like in, in high school? In high school, we I don't even think we practiced Mondays. I think we watched tape. We watched tape and live weights. Wow. So hey, I'm I'm joking about the black and white thing, by the way. I'm not that old. I have a feeling you're like, oh, okay, I see. No, I wouldn't have been shocked. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'd show up and say, yeah, my routes are crisp. I'm done. I'm good. I feel good. So maybe that's why you played in college and I didn't play in college. Yeah. yeah. Probably some probably some other things, too. I say, there's a lot of other factors <laughs> that went into it as well. Just a lot, right? Just a lot. Ohio State basketball, man, is doing work. Chris Holtman's got himself a team. Yeah, they're doing – they rolling, ain't they? they Unreal. Like, they look like they might do it now. Listen, I ain't going to – I don't want to jinx them, but woo-wee, man. They, yeah, they, they looking good right now. 16-4, and 10-4 and four in the Big Ten, number four right now in the AP poll. They're winners of eight of their last nine in, in the Big Ten. And, you know, Big Ten, you know this. Big Ten is just the toughest conference in college basketball. Yeah, they – Every year I'll be watching. I'll be like, y'all be knocking each other off. God, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> y'all be doing it to each other. Yeah, five straight wins, some really impressive road wins in that stretch, too. They won uh, at number 15, Rutgers. They won at number 14, Illinois. They won at number 10, Wisconsin. Won at number eight, Iowa. Oh, this is a big. good team. That, that Iowa big. game was big. That Iowa was big. <laughs> yeah, because they were it was 7-7 seven, seven versus 8, man. Went in there and beat them in their house. Yeah, and you know, I, if it's anything like football, it's tough to win there. Sure is. And then this Buckeye team leads the nation in quadrant one wins. It's kind of what they do to rate the teams. They, they put them in quadrants, four different quadrants, like the best teams in the top one. And Ohio State has nine wins in that quadrant, best in the nation. Uh, ESPN's Joe Lunardi has them as a one seed right now. A lot to play, a lot to play, but they're tracking a one seed. Man, that's always good. Now that being a one seat make the road a little bit easier. <laughs> it sure does. Uh tough, tough slate ahead. Michigan leads the conference right now at eight and one. Illinois is nine and three, Ohio State ten and four. So Ohio State's a game back of Illinois and uh game and a half or two back of Michigan. Michigan hasn't played as many games because of COVID. So gotta see how that shakes out. But the last six games for Ohio State this season are gonna be pretty tough. This Saturday, they got Indiana. That'll be a challenging game, not, not among the tougher of the bunch. And then Thursday, they got to go to Penn State. Mm. And Penn State's not great, but for whatever reason, man, they play Ohio State every year in basketball. Super tough. Yeah, I mean, every that's every sport, though. <laughs> every sport. Ohio State always has a bullseye when they back. And it seems like that's the championship game for everybody. And no matter what sport it is. Yeah, certainly is, man. Uh, Sunday, the 21st. You got to keep that up on your calendar. Ohio State welcomes number three Michigan to town to be number four. It's got to go down, man. It's got to go down. I can't wait. I can't wait because you know what's best about that is all their fans have kind of ditched football and they're like a basketball school now. (laughs) So I I want to break their hearts in their new thing, you know? That would be nice, wouldn't it? They're a basketball school, man. They're giving up. They're done with football. They're now a basketball school. So we get. We got they're like Kentucky or Indiana or Duke, man, basically. So we got to break their hearts with that. And then uh, Thursday, the 25th at Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State's not a good team this year, but 
you know, which is, oh. which blows my mind. They just usually be good I, for them. No, you know, I ain't bad. Good. <laughs> you good. ain't <laughs> Good. I hope, I, I hope they, you know what? I hope we go 120. I hope we blow them out. I'm here for that too, man. The last two games, the 28th of February, they got uh, number 15, Iowa. And then March 6th, they got number six, Illinois. Both those games are at home. Huge, huge games heading into the Big Ten tournament. So, Coach Holman, you're killing it, man. Love love watching this team. They can put up buckets, too. That's what's fun about it. It's not like sometimes I watch college basketball. Like, man, this is so bad to watch compared to, like, the NBA. And then this team right here, man, they'll drop 90 or 85 a night. And it's like, okay, they, they, can, they, can, they, can, they can light it up. So, you saying – are you saying that they're taking the Nick Saban role? They are. They are. Sad. They are. They're putting the offense. I'd rather on Ohio State had a number one defense. Who won the national championship? <laughs> I'd rather have that. Hmm. Would you let me ask you this? This is gonna this is gonna get right to your soul. <laughs> no, don't ask me. I don't want to know. <laughs> Would you allow the Buckeyes having like a 50th ranked defense if it meant they won the national championship? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you. There's no way that they would do that. <laughs> There's no way you could win a national. Hi- hypothetically, no, because it's it, it's it's irrelevant. It's non-existent. You can't do that. That mean it would be you would have to score like sixty-three to sixty-one. It would it would look like the uh, it looked like RG 3s last college game against whoever they played. <laughs> it was like sixty-five to sixty-two or something like that. So your answer is. I'm not answering that because it's impossible. That's fair. I'll take that. I'll accept that. ESPN has their preseason SP plus rankings out, getting them back on the topic of football. Uh, it's a well-devised set of rankings from uh, Bill Conley over there. He's really smart and he loves football. And, you know, the three factors he kind of looked at uh, returning production, recent recruiting and recent history to kind of put this group together and his rankings. And here's what we asked for his top five heading into this season. Alabama, number one, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and then Oregon. So he's got the Buckeyes fourth. But if you look at the numbers, there's like the top three of Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and then a little bit of a gap between Ohio State and Oregon rounding out the top five. Tells me that, you know, Bama's going to be really good again. Clemson's got that soon-to-be sophomore quarterback that played really well against Notre Dame and, Oklahoma's got some dudes too. Probably got Ohio State down because they're, you know, they've lost some players from last year. Most important at quarterback. But how about that Ohio State Oregon game set for September in the horseshoe? And if we going off of this little ranking right here, it should be a good one. I tell you that. But you know I'm not worried. They're going to beat Oregon. I mean, let's. Oregon did look all right last year, though, but they're they going to beat Oregon. Yeah, somehow they beat USC at the end of the year when they kind of sputtered. But uh, that's a big game in the shoe. And I know that, you know, we all got our fingers crossed that we can't beat. that will happen this year because they were supposed to play at Oregon last year. And that kind of got taken away from us. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, they got more time to plan everything out, you know, and hopefully, you know, that's a, what is that? August? I mean, September, that's a long way away. You never know. Things might clear up so if everybody you know wear their mask wash their hands and social distance themselves this is this will this you could use that as my uh weekly reminder uh, you know it might be a good thing on september 11th everything might go back to normal it might be fans in the stands who knows 
I hope so, man. I hope so. I'm so ready for this. And yeah, guys, we see it every week. Tyvis says it every week, please listen to him. Please take the appropriate steps to make sure we can have a normal life coming back soon. Uh, around the Big Ten, some more Indiana. Did you see this, man? Got a coach from the Kansas City Chiefs. Dylan McCullough was a running back coach for the Chiefs. He left the Chiefs this week to go back and take his old job as running back coach for the Hoosiers. You imagine how weird is 2021 already when you got someone leaving a Super Bowl team to go back and coach in Indiana. They must be paying him better than the NFL. <laughs> or, you know, what's that say about what, what Tom Allen has done for Indiana? I mean, they, you know, we laughed right. about Michigan yeah. becoming a basketball school. Maybe Indiana is becoming a football school. No, he's definitely came out there and changed the program a lot. Like, he, they are, they're fun to watch. Like, Indiana used to, you really just flick past them on TV. But now you actually pay attention to them because they actually were a really good team. And, you know, they definitely play for that coach. They love that coach a lot. So it, they're a fun team to watch. And that speaks volumes that a guy would leave the NFL to come back to be a part of that environment. Yeah, yeah, it just blows my mind. It's good for the Big Ten. It's, uh, you know, hope he doesn't make them too good over there because uh, it's, it's nice when Ohio State beats Indiana. But this story gets better because he's got a son, Desan, who's a four-star linebacker prospect. This kid's 6'5", six, six, 220 linebacker. That is pretty big. <laughs> that is big. Who do you think, who do you think he is, Lamar Aaron? <laughs> I don't know. Because you know Mick Marotti's going to fill that frame out, man. I mean, he's going to be a monster when he leaves Ohio that State. man going to mess around and have his hand in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on DE or DT. Yeah, man. He got to be like a Von Miller or something. He got to be a stand-up DN. They're going to be running the 3-4. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's committed to Ohio State. And his dad's heading back to coach Indiana. And uh, Hayes Fawcett, one of the guys on Twitter, caught up with Desan and asked him about what he thought about his dad going back to coach at Indiana. And he said, uh, Desan said, quote, I'm beyond happy for my dad and this opportunity. Going to feel really good beating him for three to four years. <laughs> I'm a Buckeye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's sad you're you're gonna be with your father, man. I know. <laughs> That's kind of cold blooded, isn't it? We'll take it though. I ain't mad at him. You that don't is, see that a lot. That, it's gonna be definitely funny to see that, especially if he like makes some type of big big time play that wins the game for the Buckeyes. Well, if man. he's a linebacker, his dad's coaching running backs too. I mean, it's setting up so nicely. It is, but you know, as a he, the the father is a father before he's a coach, so he'll always be happy for his son, no matter what. Absolutely, and honestly, I mean, he probably didn't want to admit this in Indiana, but like, High State's a better school. Like, if you want, probably, that's exactly what he told me. <laughs> if you want your son to go to a good school, don't even come. Just yeah, stay at Ohio State. They got great coaching there. Just you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I can I can dig it. Uh, other news, SEC is going to play in the cold. Notre Dame and Florida have agreed to a home-and-home home series in 2031 and 2032. How old will your daughter be then? 10, 11 already? 20, yeah, 10 years. Old. Isn't that crazy? Man, that, it make me seem kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I see how my mom mama called me the other, this today. And she was talking about... Yeah, you know, I'm, you're gonna be 27 on Tuesday and whatnot. I'm just like, that make you see kind of old because I'm the youngest kid. Like, 
And now I see I see how she should feel now. Like, man, my daughter be 10 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to think. So they're scheduled to play 2031 and 32, but November 15th of 2031, Florida is going to play in South Bend, Indiana. And I don't know. Have you ever been to South Bend? Uh, I don't believe so. It's like 20 minutes. It's like 15 minutes from Michigan. It's like the very top of Indiana. It's like Toledo cold, okay? Um, so November 15th, it's going to be cold. And I'm excited to see Florida have to play in cold weather. I, I mean, it's time for the right? to play some real football in that, in that cold weather. Yes. I'm, t- I'm tired of them thinking that they can just, just play. Life is just sunny and hot. They just think that's just what football is. No, you got to get out here in the nitty-gritty and get out here in this cold. And when you get hit, it sting a little bit. Yes. Sting when you get hit. <laughs> yes. Yes. They don't want to play in this weather. I'm, I can't wait to watch that game. I'll be like 95 when it happens, but I'm going to tune in. <laughs> can't miss out on that one. I don't care if I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> I'm going to wake up for that one for sure. Uh, hey, this last thing we got, we did this uh, – this is a tweet someone put out earlier in the week, and it kind of blew up on the 11 Warriors forum. But imagine you have 100 fandom points in sports, and you can allocate them, spread them out to your favorite teams, and the more points you give to that team, the better they do. How would you split those 100 up? I go, I go one or two ways. One, I give it all to Ohio State because I, I put reasons. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're gonna do the Cavs and, the, and then the, 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 the Browns like that? Yeah, they never, did, they never did nothing for me. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Or I could always, you know, go with my childhood teams and you know, give Ohio. I'm gonna give Ohio State 35. Then I'm gonna give mm, the Browns 25, 60. There. All right. Then I'm gonna give. The Cavs, 20, and then 80. The, the Indians, 20. There we go. All right. It's pretty fair. So Buckeyes, Browns, Cavs, Indians, in that order? Yep. All Cleveland teams for biased reasons. I ain't got nothing against Cincinnati, though. But Yeah, yeah you're, you're from Cleveland. I get it. You So the Cavs have won a title more recently than the Indians. Does that change your thinking at all, or would you rather still see the Cavs win another one before the Indians? I rather I love it. The, the Indians had a chance to win it the same year the Cavs win, and they messed it up. Oh, how sweet would that have been? It would have been. It would have shut the city down. I tell you that. <laughs> Woo wee! <laughs> Man, I tell you what, the Browns ever pull it off? Listen, they're close. They they gonna celebrate for about a month. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If any fan base deserves that celebration, it's the Browns for all the stuff you guys have had to put up with for the last twenty five years. Yeah, they go. They ooh, they call it off work for a month. How old were you? Were you old enough to know what was going on when they took the team away? No, not at all. Okay, okay. What, what was that? Ninety six. Yeah, I don't know the exact date. Yeah, yeah, I was young because they came back in '99. Now I, I understood that '99 because they went out. We went out and bought a bunch of '99 jerseys, which I think was Courtney Brown at the time. Okay, Penn State guy, huh? Come on now, look, I know my history. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So if I'm splitting these hundred points up. I'm giving some thought. I'm gonna put 45 on Ohio State football. 
35 on the Blue Jackets because they need the points. 10 on Ohio State's men basket, men's basketball team. And then I got 10 left, and I'm going to split those equally between the Indians, Browns, Cavs, Reds, Bengals, and the crew. You like the crew? I'm, it's, I'm, I'm not a big MLS fan, but, like, it's it, they won the championship last year. They're a Columbus team, so, you know, I like to see them do well, right? Yeah, that's fair. You know, I like I like it when my city wins. I don't care what it, it could be like badminton. If Columbus wins a national championship or a world championship, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little trash about it. You know, as you should. <laughs> could be darts. <laughs> in Ohio, who would? Yeah, right. Yeah, so I think that's how we'll split. It's a fun exercise, though. Very interesting thought exercise, and it's interesting to see you have two tracks. But uh, tough decision for you, man, because like the Buckeyes win a lot. The Browns, you know, they need some points, right? <laughs> Yeah, they definitely need it. I mean, they they own the way, though. You know what I'm saying? They are. They are. They own the way. They feel like that. To me, it felt like this is the year, though. You, you, you see it in sports all the time. Young programs get there, and they get a taste of it, you know? And then, well, you they, know. I mean, it was just a fumble in the end zone away. It's sad that we got two fumble in the end zones in this city. Yeah. I remember the first one, man. I'm that old, so. Yeah, that that's a. Uh, don't talk about it. Yeah, I won't. I, <laughs> touchy, I won't. Very touchy subject. I was a young boy, and I, I I was a Browns fan when I was a kid. And those were painful. And uh, <laughs> once the team moved, I was like, all right, I'm out. And then I just kind of not really been a huge NFL guy ever since. So probably better for my well-being and mental health. <laughs> you want to do a whack story? Yeah, and I'll talk about a little experience. It's time for whack stories. You know what we do. Tybus shares an epic story from his days as a Buckeye, bringing you inside the nation's premier college football program. So this is about my freshman year, okay? So <laughs> when I came to Ohio State, originally I was playing corner, right? So, you know, Coach Cones ended up being the corners coach. Uh, we had uh, – it was Tave. Tave left. Then he had a guy named Bill Sheridan for, like, a week and then he went to the NFL and <laughs> Coach Coach Combs came. So yeah. You had a guy for a week, huh? Yeah, he went to I think he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what he said he was going. But anyways, so Coach Combs come, right? And you know, Coach Combs is a high energy guy, as everybody knows. <laughs> so he made like freshman year for me just like I don't know what his what his uh, objective was, but it just, it seemed like it was just me that he picked on. Like everything, he let everybody else slide. It was, it had, we had Travis Howard, Roby, Duran, uh, Arch, me, but it just seemed like, like they can, they do something wrong. And it's just like, you know, he'll talk to them. If I do something wrong, it's like the end of the world type thing. Right. And, you know, you're a freshman, so you're going to make mistakes. You know? Right. So, so, you know, the first couple of times, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I ain't, I ain't tripping that he yelling at me. Cause like in high school, I got yelled at all the time on my, <laughs> my high school coach. So I was like, it ain't, it ain't really too much you can say to me. Like that's going to throw me off. Like, it ain't like you're going to say something crazy to me. And I'm going to be like, what you just say type thing. Cause I done heard some crazy or stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so we so like every year, I mean not every year, every day, like 
it was like first or second period. He literally just it, it was the littlest thing. He had just started yelling at me. And it was just like, man, like what's what's going on, coach? Like, what's up, man? <laughs> like, why are you doing this to me? So, you know, we had a conversation, and you know, obviously he was like, you know, I see great things in you type thing. So to get over on him, this is what I this is what I used to do because I I'm an a-hole if don't nobody know that. I'm an a-hole. I'm king, king a-hole. So what I would do is when he would start yelling at me, because it was every day, I would I would start smiling at him. Oh, <laughs> I, oh I bet he hated that. Listen, listen <laughs> you ain't never seen somebody get so mad. I like you up here, you up here doing me like this. So I'm gonna get you mad back. I started smiling at him and he got really upset. So upset that he like pulled me to the side one day and was like, stop doing that. Stop. He told, he, he he told like, you stop. that. Yeah, he's like, stop doing that. Then you keep smiling every time I'm yelling at you. Stop doing that. <laughs> and I was just he was like, he's like, I think you just do it like out of a nervous reaction or something. I'm like, no, I'm doing it intentionally. <laughs> but yeah, it turned out to be great, man, because he gave me like my like I had thick skin but it became like real thicker like my skin was real thick and it like helped me like translate things in like uh in adverse situations like I got I got quicker on my feet like and yeah. I think that's what he ultimately wanted to get out of me like to make me think faster and like even when things is tough you know always try to find the best get the best solution out of the things okay. it, it worked it was it was really good and then next year Eli came and I got to watch Eli go through everything <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch Eli go through everything I went through and I used to just laugh at him bro I used to <laughs> He picked a new guy out every year. Huh? Every year he found somebody. But then, so then my last year before I left to go to the NFL, my last year he goes, uh, I can't, I forget who the freshman was. I can't think of who the freshman quarter was. But he didn't yell at him. And I looked at him. I walked <laughs> out there. It's really? That's what you do? He said, yeah, I know. I'm getting solved. <laughs> <laughs> so where did the, uh, where did, I mean, just from hearing stories and coverage of the team when you were on it, that he said, damn it, Titus, so much that you thought that was your name for a while. Yeah. He's, he, his famous one was get off the ground, Titus, because I like fell down in the drill. And <laughs> it was to the point where he said it. And the, the trainers was the ones they was because obviously the trainers be standing there with the water or whatnot. So they sit there and they they mimic me. They mock me every day. They used to be like, every time I go get tape, get off the ground, Tyrus. I can't wait to hear what he says to you today. And I just, oh, the trainers are clowning you? Yeah, it was. Oh. It became a huge thing. They thought it was just a joke and it was not funny. I was literally going through like, <laughs> like, like hell. Like, it was, I didn't know it was like, I didn't know trainers got it on the action. Yeah, it was it was not fun, man. They they I'm glad that everybody got a kick out of it, but it was just not it was not a fun time for me. But I turned it into a fun time because I started smiling and I started feeling good about myself that I was able to make him as mad as he making me. That's a, that's actually a, a very genius way to turn that around. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I kinda I, I'm a mastermind. You ain't know <laughs> I'm a mastermind. I promise you he probably he would never admit it. But I bet he respected that a little bit. No, he probably don't even realize what I was doing. No. Well, he came up to you and told you to stop No, smiling. yeah, I'm about to say he did come yeah. up. He, 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 yeah, but I never admitted it to him what I was doing. <laughs> I never admitted it to him. 
No, no. You got to figure out a way to flip this stuff. You got to take all that negative energy and instead of you just putting it on yourself and fill it down, you flip it and put it back on him. <laughs> I like that, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I got a young son. I'm going to counsel him in life. If he ever runs into a situation like that, he needs to, uh, to get to some of Tyvis's Jedi uh, mind yeah, tricks. You yeah. Know, yeah, I learned it from Lion King. My boy Timon <laughs> said, when the world turns their back on you, you turn your back on the world. <laughs> All right, man. Who, who knew, man? Lion King and, 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 and defensive backs and defensive uh, secondary coaches, and it all comes together. That's a cool story, man. I'm proud of you for uh, hitting him with that smile. You have to remind him every now, every now and then when you see him about the smile, Casey, Casey forgets and and and. I, makes wonder, you... I wonder if he does remember that. Well, interesting. Next time I talk to him, I'm gonna ask him about that. More importantly, you gotta you gotta find out who the new one he's yelling at is. He you know? he the, he the coordinator now, so he ain't. Uh, he's not he's not in the weeds enough to yell. I figured you still get some yells off, you know. No, nah, he. I doubt it. I highly doubt he doing that. He said he calmed down. He don't do it no more. He had grandkids. Yeah, that yeah. softens everybody. I guess so. Even Irvin got a little soft when he had grandkids. You know. No, he didn't. No, <laughs> you're not buying it. No, he did not at all. All right. He might have. If anything, he got even tougher. <laughs> It made a matter. I'm still, man. I'm so excited to watch what takes place in in uh, Jacksonville this year. Just how he does, and because it's just it's interesting and intriguing, and and uh, I'm just curious to see like how the players react to his style. If he changes it much, and obviously some that we'll never know because it'll be inside the locker room. But just curious. Oh, I know. I know. You got friends. That's right. You do have. Friends. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, you'll have to you'll have to keep everyone updated on the show if you get any. Uh, we well, we can't throw you under the bus, though, man. We don't want Urban to come back on, so we got to be careful how we handle this. I gotta wait till everything. I gotta wait to see how everything pans out first. There you go. Uh, it's time for going for three. Our weekly roast of the Michigan Wolverines, and wouldn't you know, last night. Thursday night, just a random Thursday night in February, Michigan lost a commitment from a four-star defensive tackle. Mm. Alex Van Summeren. You hate to see it. Four-star, number four player in the state of Michigan, decommitted from the Wolverines. Mm. I know, and I thought they were kind of turning their corner because they got a couple. They got a couple four stars earlier last week. So don't say he was out of Connecticut now. No, no, he's legit. He's a Midwestern dude. He's 6'3", 285, big dude. Another baby boast. I'm sure they're thinking, but you know, not going to be one. Lost a commitment. He ain't going to be there, so he might come to the Buckeyes. He might, or you know, I know you hate Michigan State, but I'm actually okay with Michigan State taking dudes from Michigan. No, you, know? you can't. You just gave me a huh. I hope they, do, I hope they start recruiting in Connecticut too. You send them, send them east to why go to Wyoming or Montana or something like that. Yeah, well, see, Michigan they, they did pick up last week. They picked up two four stars. So I'm like, oh, you know, new staffs getting some work done. They got a bunch of young guys on the staff. Maybe Harbaugh is finally realizing that hey, recruiting is kind of important in college football. And then uh, you, you see this man, local kid man. He's from. Uh, Essexville, Michigan. I have no idea where that is, but uh, you know. I wonder why he did that. Let me uh, let me quickly see where that is. Essexville is okay. Just he's probably like an uh, forty-five minutes, hour and a half, probably hour, hour and a half north of Detroit. So he's close enough. 
because, you know, Ann Arbor's right on Detroit, you know, about 25 minutes west. So, a local kid. Lost him. Four-star. He's peacing yeah. out. So, you think he's going to go to Michigan State? I don't know. I have no idea who, who's in on after him. I know that, uh, you know, I think Alabama had, had offered him. He has not oh. offered him. Yeah, that's where well, that's where we're going then. And and so he, he, he got this recruiting. We can stop trying to speculate right now. <laughs> well, would you not? I mean, Jim Harbaugh or Nick City, yeah. which one are you choosing? I am, if I'm a if I'm a D lineman, I'm either going to Alabama or Ohio State. Have you got seen to what they produce lately. Got to. So this kid's got this Alex uh, Van Summers got offers from Michigan, Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, Penn State, and Stanford. Not Ohio State, huh? Mm-mm. Strange. Nah, I ain't shocked. He must yeah. Be a, he, I ain't going to say he ain't all that. I ain't going to say that. Because that we, we've missed on recruiting a couple of times, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it happens, you know. You hope it happens to your enemies more than it happens to you. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. It looked good for like four days, and, the you know, reality came crashing down around Michigan recruiting again. And uh, – I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cry for him. I'm moving on, man. I'm. I'm ha- happy when bad things happen to Michigan. I want only. I want the, all the bad things in life to happen to Michigan and only Michigan. And I'm comfortable with that. Well, no, I, see, that's where we're different because I. I will put Michigan State in that as well. Yeah, yeah, and I know. I, I know why. Sometimes I sometimes want it to happen more to Michigan State. So let me ask you this: Has there ever been instances where Michigan and Michigan State played? And you were rooting for Michigan to beat Michigan State? No. Okay. And I know why you hate Michigan State. You know what? If I, if I, would, I were you, I would, I, would, I would hate Michigan State too. I was rooting for the ball to get deflated and they wouldn't be able to play. <laughs> That's I mean, what I root for when they play. I mean, if I'm you and I'm looking at this, I'm thinking Michigan State might have kept me from two more national championships. That's why I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Michigan never did anything bad to you, did they? I, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I couldn't imagine Leliana getting older and telling me she would go to Michigan State. I I I I might put her up for adoption. Well, let me <laughs> let, let me ask you this. I'm just she gets a full scholarship to only one school, and that school's Michigan State. You let we her go. paying. You paying to go somewhere else? <laughs> we paying. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, can't argue there, man. I, I admire a man that stands by his principles and stands his ground. As I tell her, listen, you can go, you can pick any college you want to. It's two that you can't. And Those they two. Just, they just so happen to have the same name. One has state after it. You'd let her go to Alabama? Clemson? Yup. Clemson? I let her go to Clemson too. Yup. See, I'd rather my son went to Michigan State than Clemson. Nope. She, she can't she can't go there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she cannot go there. Hey, I get it, man. You got a very good reason. Like I said, you're uh I'm okay with it. So I'm not gonna argue with you too much. But uh hey, we've had a fun show. Thanks for joining us on this episode of No Cap. Don't forget to shoot us an email at nocappod at 11warriors.com. We'll send you out some no-cap stickers. Just uh, drop your shipping address in there. We'll send them free of charge, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>